Hey, welcome to the Comic Wrestling Podcast, Episode 4, Celebrities and Movies. In tonight's show, we're going to talk about the movie review of Captain Marvel, because Dave has finally seen it, and we can we can talk about it, which we're both pretty excited for, and the future of the MCU as a whole, pretty much. That's pretty much what the whole episode will be about. And in the other half, we're going to talk about the impact celebrities have had on the sport of professional wrestling. And to really jump that off, uh, it was Dave's idea, which I think is a really cool topic to talk about. Um, I'm going to let him take the reins on this one, and uh, let's begin. All right, so since it's WrestleMania season, we're on the road to WrestleMania, as they like to say all the time. I decided to focus mostly on celebrity involvement in WrestleMania, which is what it was basically built upon. I mean, you had Hulk Hogan, Mr. T, but it was basically built around the celebrity involvement. Right. So I was thinking some celebrities that have been there but haven't really made too much of an impact. You had Regis Philbin, Alex Trebek, mm-hmm. Vanna White. Right. Bob Uecker, he was in WrestleMania 3 and 4. He interviewed Andre the Giant and did commentary at and WrestleMania he's 4. He's pretty memorable for his, you know, Andre the Giant interview. When so, he got choked, yeah. Right. Like So when you say, like, Philbin to me, I, I'm a wrestling fan. I don't even remember. Like, really it was WrestleMania 7. He was a backstage interviewer. He interviewed, like, well, Undertaker. Uh, good for him. <laughs> he should have stayed in the back. But Bob Uecker was inducted into the Hall of Fame, so shows you how much of an impact he made. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Baseball. Um, Donnie Wahlberg. Jenny McCarthy accompanied Shawn Michaels to his match at WrestleMania 11. Pamela Anderson yeah. accompanied Diesel at the same event. Elvira did commentary at WrestleMania 2 during the King Kong Bundy Hulk Hogan match. Bundy, there you go. Can we? Can I? Can I throw a random one out there? I yeah. don't know if you have down. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Playing chess with uh, Bob Backlund at one of the WrestleManias. I don't even remember which with, one. With uh, Nicholas Turturro trying to interview them at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. Yep. Um, That's a fun one. At WrestleMania 25, Mickey Rourke entered the ring and threw a punch yep. at Chris Jericho and missed badly. Badly, but Jericho, as the champ and the, the man he is, he sold that punch. Sold it like a champ. I definitely. have that written down, actually, too. <laughs> uh, Paul Rubens had a backstage pe- segment as Pee Wee Herman with Mean Gene yep. Okerlund at WrestleMania 27. Alice Cooper accompanied Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania 3 against the Honky Tonk Man. And uh, after the match, Alice Cooper put Damien on Jimmy Hart while Jimmy Hart was kicking and screaming. <laughs> Cindy Lauper managed Wendy Richter against the Fabulous Moolah at WrestleMania 1. Morton Downey Jr. was humiliated by Roddy Piper in yep. Piper's Pit at WrestleMania 5. That was like one of the first... Piper moments like I I don't know how I even saw it must have been on DVD I don't know I just remember seeing that and I was like man I don't even know who the guy that he's hitting with the fire extinguisher but like I like the guy in the kill and I think they actually cut that segment down on the DVD too I think it's actually longer on the network yeah oh wow yep they've had a lot of musical acts Run DMC did a Wrestlemania rap at Wrestlemania 5 Kid Rock performed twice, and his music was edited out both times on the DVDs, <laughs> but he's still in the Hall of Fame, both which DVDs, makes no I've, sense. I'm pretty sure they've done it on multiple DVDs of cutting Kid Rock out. I don't yeah. understand why you bring him in, why are you going to pay the money, and have him be on your show and then edit his music right out with trash music. And, like, and then you have him on the Hall of Fame, but he's not there the next night right. by WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, Saliva played the Dudleys to the ring at WrestleMania 18. Yeah. Uh, Drowning Pool played Triple H to the ring at the same event. Didn't Saliva play someone else to the ring that? Or they might have done Jericho too. Uh, yeah, the, the, the King of the, the World. The King of the World against Shawn Michaels. Um, Motorhead played Triple H to the ring at yep. two separate WrestleManias. Two Ice T wrapped the Godfather and D'Lo Brown to the ring at pimpin WrestleMania. Pimpin' ain't easy, y'all. <laughs> pimpin' ain't pimpin'. 
I think one of the one of the best ones is Burt Reynolds was a guest ring announcer at WrestleMania 10, and I've I've heard this from Bruce Pritchard. He was told to wait for the music to play before announcing Roddy Piper so the crowd would pop. Mm-hmm. But he decided to do it his own way because he's fucking Burt Reynolds, <laughs> and he just announced him, and then the music hit. So yeah. I thought that I thought that was pretty funny. I would say one of the most memorable celebrity involvements was definitely Pete Rose. Right at WrestleMania 14, he was a guest ring announcer and got tombstoned by Kane. At WrestleMania 15, he was in the San Diego chicken suit and tried yep. to attack Kane, and he got tombstoned again. At WrestleMania 2000, he tried to attack Kane with a baseball bat, thwarted by Rikishi, <laughs> and he got a choke slam from Kane and a stink face from Rikishi. There you go. And it led to him being inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2004, which is finally ridiculous. in a Hall of Fame, <laughs> might I add. Yep. I would say the most impactful celebrity involvement, though, would have to be Mike Tyson in 1998. What do you mean? Are you telling me Chuck Norris did not have an impact <laughs> on professional? Are you telling me that Chucky in WCW did not have an impact on wrestling as a whole? If, if you mean a shitty impact, yes, as a matter of fact. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was in the skybox at Royal Rumble 98 and watched the whole event. And on the next night's Raw, he was interrupted by Stone Cold Steve Austin, who flipped him off. And then he shoved Austin, and uh, Austin attacked one of the guys accompanying Tyson. And you could see $100 bills falling out of Tyson's pockets, which is funny. My favorite quote ever in professional wrestling is Stone Cold Steve Austin saying, You can stand there and stare at me with those beady little eyes, but in this ring, or however he says it, like, uh, you have to edit all that out, make make it go together. But he goes... You may be the world's or what is it? What baddest is it? man on the baddest planet. man on the planet, but in this ring, I am the world's toughest son of a bitch. However, he says yep. it, it's like it's so you felt that you felt that, and then the whole build of it was a whole like sham. Yeah, it was like on his side. Was he on his side? I guess, or did he just have yeah? It was, it was to, to turn on DX eventually. Yeah. I never really talked have that talked about if it was like he was. Stone Cold Steve Austin's like, ah, I'm actually on his side, or if it was just because there was you, never DX. really any physicality between the two no. leading up to it after that. I just so. figured he was sick of their shenanigans. <laughs> but then you know, after you learn who uh, Mike Tyson is, like he's he's full of shenanigans himself. And of course, in 2012, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame by HBK and Triple H, so that right. was pretty cool. I was thinking of doing a deadly dozen about WrestleMania celebrities. Okay, so number twelve, which is horrible but the miller light catfight girls versus tori wilson and stacy keebler at wrestlemania 19 that whole build was just stupid of just literally figuratively a cat fight did happen but prior to that that's all they fucking did the whole every time they'd show the two miller light chicks and tori wilson and stacy keebler it was this is better than this yep no this is better than that's not i don't even care even at that point when you're making women look dumb in wrestling essentially that's just and of course boring. it ends in a fatal four-way f- pillow fight in a king-size bed on a fucking WrestleMania. Do I need to say more? Right. <laughs> and all that came off were their tops, damn it. That's all that came off. <laughs> it's still real to me. All right, so number 11, Maria Menounos and Kelly Kelly yep. against Beth Phoenix and Eve. Leading up to it, Beth and Eve had interrupted an interview segment with Kelly Kelly on Extra, and it led to a tag team match at WrestleMania. Menounos had legitimately... Cl- legitimately cracked two ribs in training for Dancing with the Stars before this match, but she still did the match. She got the pinfall over Beth Phoenix, and in April 2013, Menounos inducted Bob Backlund to the Hall of Fame after she had been trying to get him in for a while. She had been campaigning for it for a long time. Jesus, you didn't write notes. You write 
the whole story. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, like number ten. It's not so much this person actually wrestling, but mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski helped Mojo Rawley win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which. That- we, woo! That went skyrocket right now. That was what two years ago. Yep. Mojo Rawley right now currently is talking to himself in a goddamn mirror. He's like doing the Sam Shaw gimmick from TNA. And really. that's bad when you're when you're trying to rip off Sam Shaw. Yep. You don't even probably know who that is. But Jinder Mahal was beating down Mojo outside the ring, and he threw a drink into Gronk's face and put Mojo back into the ring, and then Gronk jumped the guardrail and. The security was just one woman that tried to hold him back, which was hilarious. Right. And then he uh, did a three-point stance and hit Mahal with a shoulder block. And then Mojo ended up winning the match, and Gronk celebrated in the ring, and nobody cared. Right. Number nine, one of my favorite matches, actually, WrestleMania II, the WWF versus versus NFL Battle Royal. The match had two celebrity refs from the NFL, Dick Butkus and Ed Tutal jones they had Jimbo Covert, Harvey Martin, Ernie Holmes, the Rookie of the Year, Bill Fralich, Russ Francis, and William the Refrigerator Perry, all yep. from the NFL in it. And, of course, William Refrigerator Perry ended up in the Hall of Fame in 2006. The Refrigerator was eliminated by Big John Studd, and then he went to shake his hand and pulled Big John Studd out Over of the, the ring. Rope. The match was eventually won by Andre the Giant. One funny part of that was the celebrity timekeeper was Claire Peller, who was from the 80s, the Wendy's, Where's the Beef commercials. Okay. And they told her to say the line, and she had the microphone up to her face, and right when they told her to say the line, she flicked it like Harry Potter would a uh, wand away from her face and said the line as if anybody could fucking hear her. Hear her. Which was really great. Number eight, Snooky, Trish Stratus, and John Morrison against Dolph Ziggler and Laycool. The match only lasted a few minutes, thank God. Snooki did a cartwheel splash on McCool. He got the victory, which was horrible. Number seven, Shaq was a surprise entrant into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 32. WWE had been teasing Shaq versus Big Show for years. They did, and they never did nothing with that. Nope. I mean, they, they went face-to-face in the Battle Royal, but they really didn't do much. No, they didn't. Um, Shaq did eliminate Damian Sandow, which actually I thought was pretty cool, but he was eliminated by a whole group of wrestlers. And Baron Corbin won the match eventually. Number six, Butterbean versus Bart Gunn in the finals of the Brawl for All. In 98, Bart Gunn won the Brawl for All competition. And he knocked out a lot of guys. Um, so it was decided that he would face Butterbean at WrestleMania 15. And Bart got knocked out in 37 seconds of the first round. I've heard people say that he was training to be a legitimate boxer. Right. And if they, they think that if he had actually fought the way he did in the Brawl for All, trying to knock people out instead of actually trying to be a boxer. He might have actually had a chance against Butterbean, but it's actually kind of funny to just watch him get knocked the fuck out. Butterbean's a monster. Yeah, he's he's a beast. I wouldn't ever even want to pretend. (laughs) Number five, Mr. T against Roddy Piper in a boxing match from WrestleMania 2. You could tell the hatred that Piper had for Mr. T. Yeah. It's amazing how much he hated him being in the business. Yep, he really did. Leading up to it, they did a Piper's Pit with him and Bob Orton where they brought the Haiti kid, the midget wrestler, in, and they shaved yeah. his head to look like Mr. T. He was a weird-looking little midget. Yeah. I don't know why. He, just, <laughs> he looked just so goofy. And Piper uh, did an interview where he said if he gets knocked out by Mr. T, he will retire from wrestling, boxing, tiddlywinks, and dating girls, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty funny. I mean, the match was what it was. It was just punching and hugging. And, and hugging, yeah. Cheap shots by Piper. I think it was really cool that 
Piper took his stool, the wooden stool, and chucked it at Mr. T yeah. and hit him with it. And then eventually... Just to just, fire him up. It just fell into a fight. Yeah, I mean, Piper just shoved the referee down and then body slammed Mr. T and tackled yeah. him to get disqualified. Number four, which I think doesn't get enough play, but I think it's really a good match, is Lawrence Taylor against Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania 11. Yeah. For a lackluster WrestleMania, for that to be the main event, and I thought LT, as far as being somebody that's been involved from a celebrity standpoint, I think he actually did really good in the match. Right. He didn't, I mean, he was blown up by the end of it, but he, he hung with Bam Bam pretty good. They had a bunch of extra guys out there. You know, the Million Dollar Team was out there. LT had his all-pro team, which included Steve Mongo McMichael, who later yeah. became a Four Horsemen, so that's pretty cool. Um, but the match led to Bam Bam being a, a babyface afterwards when the Million Dollar Team turned on him a couple weeks later. So that's pretty cool. I mean, LT was trained by Diesel, so I don't know how much he could really do in the ring. If that's you know, He never tore a quad, so... Well, you know, that's true. I guess uh, Kevin Nash didn't teach him everything he knew. <laughs> Number three... The Battle of the Billionaires. Leading up to it, you had Donald Tr- a fake Donald Trump against a fake Rosie O'Donnell in one yep. of the worst segments ever on Raw. And then Vince McMahon did a fan appreciation night, and Donald Trump interrupted it and dropped money from the ceiling. And that led to the announcement that Trump and McMahon would pick a representative to fight at WrestleMania 23. Trump selected ECW champion Bobby Lashley, and McMahon picked Intercontinental champion Umaga, and then Stone Cold was named the referee. Trump hit a tackle on Vince McMahon outside the ring and had some really horrible punches, which they I thought like was They looked like they pretty... landed, though, but they were like chicken pecs. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. They weren't like... They were like Shane McMahon punches? Like, it's like... Your fist looks like it's balled up and it would hurt, but the way you're extending your arm is not extending at all. You're just... You're, <laughs> Like, shooting forward at me. Like, uh, uh, I mean, they like Bruce Lee trying to do the one-inch punch, but yeah, it's not really it's just, working too well. You don't look right doing it. <laughs> Number two, the WrestleMania 1 main event with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, with Jimmy Snuka in the corner against Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff with Bob Orton in the corner. Ace. 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 Very good tie-in there. Um, the match had Muhammad Ali as a special ref on the outside of the ring. It was a big spectacle with Liberace as the timekeeper who danced in the ring with the Rockettes. Billy Martin was the longtime New York Yankee, was the ring announcer. Mr. T started the match with Piper, but eventually all four men got in the ring and Muhammad Ali threw a wild punch at Piper. Orndorff had Hogan in a full Nelson and Orton went off the top rope, tried to hit him with the cast, and Hogan turned. Um, so Orndorff got pinned by Hogan. Of course, Piper's not going to lay down. Oh, of course not. Piper knocked out Pat Patterson with a, fr- a punch in frustration, and Hogan, Mr. T, and Snuka celebrated in the ring as the show went off the air. But I think the number one celebrating uh, match would have to be Floyd Money Mayweather against the Big Show. I think it got the most uh, publicity out of any match they've ever done for WrestleMania. Yeah. Having Mayweather there, no matter how much they paid him, the mainstream attention that that match got, I, 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 you can't, I don't think you can really say you can buy that kind of media attention. I mean, Mike Tyson got it too, but you May- didn't have the social media and all, all these other outlets with the eye on you, and you didn't have the twenty-four hour news as right. much back then either. And WWE was, was still a name for that time, but now it's. <clears throat> Even people that don't know that d- didn't grow up watching wrestling, they now know what WWE is. They know what wrestling is because it's everywhere. You can't go anywhere without seeing wrestling somewhere. And uh, I hated that whole match, though. Yeah. What? I don't understand why Big Show became a joke to them, or why he ever was a jobber, pretty much on like big moments like that. Like, what do you fucking do? You won the IC title there. 
whoop-de-doo, you won the Andre the Giant. That's at the end of your career-esque, kind of. And, like, here, you're getting punked out by this little bastard. Yeah. And this is, like, your return match after being gone for, like, five years or whatever the hell it was. It was just... I was not happy with that. I thought... Again, this was WrestleMania 24. Yeah. Uh, Mike Ballard and I were sitting there, and we were both, like, I think... I mean, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm pretty sure we were both expecting Big Show to grab this little bastard in his skunk-looking attire... And just ring him around the ring, like yeah. ring him around the ring and beat him up. But and then you, uh, in, in the build up to it, you had May- Mayweather break his nose, which was kind of badass because Big Show went like full, like, yeah, and, and that's why you're expecting him to beat the shit yeah. out of Mayweather because he's so mad about it, right. you know. And it just it it didn't fall on its face. I think it went and it did exactly what they wanted it to do. Yeah. It just was like, why though? Why did they have to be the Big Show? Like, get somebody in. Oh, because he's. He's just a David Goliath story. Get somebody in there that, like, is equal to what Mayweather might be able to do and really showcase something kind of cool. Yeah. Instead of putting so much money behind something that really wasn't worth it. Yeah, I think the only good part about that match was the the uh, manager of Floyd Mayweather saying he can't be doing that. He can't be doing that. That that was the best part you of the can, whole match sir, to you me. Can. <laughs> yep. I mean, I mean, but that I mean, I would say that's pretty much the biggest money they've ever gotten out of a celebrity involvement. But I agree, Big Show's WrestleMania track record is horrible. The the yeah. sumo match with Aki Bono, you know that that was horrible. Right. But when they brought him in to to wrestle. He had that huge thing where he throwed Austin into the cage yep. and everything, and he was a a big man for a while, and then he was just nothing. Right. It's almost like when they turn him in, and they didn't really turn him into the. They did the big dirty bat or big nasty bastard. Yeah. It's kind of like when you started to like come out and say he's mean. I didn't believe it. It, it went away. When he was just coming out doing shit, it was like, oh, that guy's a badass. Yep. Like. You don't have to tell me he's a badass. I just know he is by looking at him. Like, Because Big Show's my giant. He's my Andre the Giant. He's always been one of my favorites. I remember I gushed when I first saw him at a wrestling show. I was like, holy shit, there's the Big Show. Like, that's yep. so cool. I'm not using the word embarrassment because, like, I'm, I don't... But he's... Man, like, I just... Ex- you expect so much. Vince loves these big guys. Like, yeah. what the fuck? You give him a huge ECW push. But it was an ECW push. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, yep. hey, thanks for playing, but here's better con- luck next here's year. Here's your consolation prize. Right. Take your riceroni and your, you know, your lifetime supply of chocolate. If I could and- say it and make it relevant, like you'll be in the Hall of Fame someday, but not because of you, but because of the new day. <laughs> like, I, I just watched SmackDown, so that's why I said that. But yeah, like it's like that's the insult. It is like. Yep. You do good, but you're a B plus player. Like, <laughs> oh, you fucker! I can't believe you said that. So, what do you, uh, what do you think about celebrities? And I, I pretty much the same ones that you wrote down. Yeah. Are the ones that I have. Um, like I, I wrote down like the guest hosts when they were doing that for like a little bit of time. Yeah. Like, so like, what what time was that? Like 2009. 2009, 2010, something okay. like that. Yeah. So, like, in 2009, 2010, WWE was doing... And this is not WrestleMania, but this right. is just overall. Yeah. It's they what were, we do. It's what we do here. They were doing hosts um, for Monday Night Raw for, like, a year, year and a half, something like Way that. Way too long. Way too long. It, it was fun at first, because you were getting, like, fun celebrities that actually liked wrestling that were doing it. And the Bob Barker one was tremendous. Yeah, that really was. I don't, I, I'm surprised I don't have that written down. But before we get, uh, let's talk about that one first. Bob Barker, is he still alive? Yeah. Wow. Yep. 
That's what happens when you get your pet spayed and neutered. You live a long <laughs> life, folks. Plinko is the key. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bob Barker came on to Monday Night Raw. He did The Price is Right, you know, esque on Monday Night Raw. Or the, what was it called? The Price is Raw. Yep. And I don't remember who the other people, Santino, someone, someone, and Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. I think Kelly Kelly was involved too. Okay. I think, yeah. Chris Jericho's the only one you remember, though. Because he had no shirt on. Right. Little Chris. Oh, little Chris is upset, people. <laughs> and uh, But he had the name tag on his chest. On his with chest no shirt. with no shirt. So <laughs> I don't know if it was stuck on there because of baby oil, sweat, or tape. But Chris Jericho. Yeah. So, yeah, that was cool to have Chris or um, Bob Barker do Monday Night Raw with, you know, that twist to it. Other celebrity guests that they had on there, Seth Green, who's a big fan of wrestling. Yep. And this nerdy pop culture shit. Like, he's in, he does Robot Chicken. Seth Green, he was in Austin Powers. He's Seth Green, he's in other shit. I don't know. <laughs> Family guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did some cool stuff. Like, he wrestled a match that night. Yep. Um, Shaq, you mentioned Shaq. I went to Monday Night Raw and I was pissed because of the celebrity I got. I think it literally was like. The Monday Night Raw before me was, like, the entire lineup of the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers, which I'm a Denver Broncos fan. I grew up as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan because of my dad. That would have been pretty fucking cool to have yep. seen all of them pretty much, you know, Ben Roth, especially at that time. That would have been sweet. I think the week after was Shaq. I don't know. Someone really cool. I fucking go. Me and Mike Ballard go, and it's fucking Al Sharpton. <laughs> it's Al Sharpton, people. How is that a celebrity? <laughs> dead air because of that i hate it it's like come on really like even i would have liked to have had jeremy piven yeah be the host like at least that guy you know john stewart al fucking Sharpton. <laughs> like we don't talk politics on this show at all but if we did i'd have a lot to say about him <laughs> i would have a lot to say um but come on um i think celebrities are great for wrestling because they they cross promote the exposure you can't you can't speak about wrestling in celebrities without mentioning the nwo yeah and dennis rodman oh yeah the worm you can't say that without speaking ddp and carl malone because that was huge yeah, for those guys even even though i wasn't a wcw guy at kid i liked basketball as a kid dennis rodman even if you didn't watch basketball you knew who he was oh he yeah was he was a household figure. name yep Carmelo, not some. No, you, you had pretty much watched basketball, or you your friends knew who that was and you knew of them. But like I knew who it was, and when I heard he was like, oh man, like that's cool. They're getting basketball players. But then it's like, oh, we're getting like Mike Tyson's and you know certain celebrities sitting around ringside. Yeah. But like that's cool as hell that those guys were were in WCW, especially Rodman for he he went on a pretty good run. With the NWO and doing a lot of weird and over-the-top stuff to promote that. he was that. one of the few that had his own t-shirt, too. Exactly, yep. exactly. Um, well, that same year, a couple months later, Jay Leno was involved with mm. DDP against Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. That's true. I, I forget about that. And Bischoff and Hogan took over the Tonight Show set. When Did they really? You, yeah. When oh, would wow. you ever think that would happen? Where That's wrestlers cool. would take over the Tonight Show. Wow. One of the biggest shows in the history of television. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. You And you can't. Oh, my God, you can't dismiss the greatest celebrity that has ever graced WCW. We mentioned Chucky. <laughs> Kids, hold on to your hats because RoboCop. Oh, my Jesus, we're going here. RoboCop, folks. 
All because I did not get a Robocop You're fucking right. You're in. A right. That is exactly why I dropped it. <laughs> I referenced the other day in a text message to Dave, to the deadly one, a Robocop reference of, I'd buy that for a dollar, and he overlooked it. He overlooked it, man. Like, that's... Uh, Robocop? Oh my god, Robocop. You... Didn't grow up in the 80s and not see Robocop. You watched Peter Weller get blasted with guns and die like crazy. Yeah, because you didn't you didn't get it. That's why I'm mentioning Robocop. This, this is a receipt, folks. He's giving me a receipt it really for is. me forgetting something. It is. It is. Because fucking dead or alive, you're getting this reference with me. I don't care. Um, other celebrities that have been in WWE. Yeah, I don't really... Well, TNA, did they really... Oh, Rampage Jackson! One yeah. of my favorite UFC fighters of all time. Rampage Jackson was in UFC. Main and Bat Mafia. I mentioned him in our first episode. You know, I don't know really what the celebrities did for TNA so much, because they were celebrities already on their network. Yeah. So, but it was still cool to see that. To see TNA get recognition from guys that are like, oh, yeah, cool, I'll step in that world. I don't, like I said, I don't know if it helped them on another platform, but to see that respect, I like that. That was and cool. TNA had AJ Pruszynski, the baseball player, involved at one point okay. too, and Dale Torborg, yeah, who, who used to be the demon in WCW, was tagging yep. with him. I do remember. Um, they had bands like Alter Bridge in the front row, and they'd show them on, right. you know. TNA actually got a lot of celebrities to just go to the shows because they enjoyed it. Right. You know, not to promote anything, which exactly. I thought was really cool. And that says something, too. If I'm going I'm to piggyback on that. A lot of WWE guys would go to TNA shows and watch. Yeah. I remember reading a lot of articles of, like, the McAllisters being cited, and they got they got fired because of it, right? Yep. and stuff like that. So, it, and they never worked for them. It's not even like after they got fired, you went and saw Robbie and Rory on TNA. It's yeah. like okay, they're just fans. Yep. And I missed them. I'm just gonna say <laughs> I missed them. And it's the same thing with Jeremy Borash when he was working for WCW. Used to go to the ECW arena and oh. try to hide and watch ECW yeah. shows look while he JB. was under contract with WCW. And look where cool. JB is now yep, in NXT, working behind the scenes in NXT. If you're a wrestling fan and you know who Jeremy Borash is, you're all right in my book. <laughs> He's pretty cool with me too. But you mentioned Chuck Norris. I, I yep. thought the Chuck Norris involvement in Survivor Series was pretty cool. Um. I had one written down here, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. How do you not mention him? Yeah. And not just the impact. I don't know what impact he really had on wrestling. I mean, in the 90s maybe because he was promoting movies or something. But when he came back with like Joe Magnolia. Close enough. Yeah, it's Italian. <laughs> I'm walking here. I don't know what he was promoting at that time. I don't know if there was a new Terminator out or if it was like a Mr. Olympic. Oh, it was the Hall of Fame for like bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it was. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, without him, there's, like, a lot of guys that owe him, like, Triple H and stuff like that of the bodybuilding-esque part before they got into wrestling. Yep. So, like, it's cool to see that and, like, to see the impact Bruno San Martino had on him and vice versa. Yeah. And that relationship. And um, I thought that was really cool. Um, And Schwarzenegger. I mean, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Junior, you know, every twins, he's in and, and he really appreciates it. He has NXT yes. shows at his Arnold Classic yep. every year, which is really cool. Too. And I kind of hated how, like, during his Hall of Fame, not only when he was inducting, but getting inducted, how, like, the crowd was, like, trying to over-talk him. Or, and it's like, this guy's really passionate about this shit. 
Like, let him speak. Like, yeah. he is truly passionate. The crowds are trying to get themselves over too much these yeah. days. Yeah, that bothered me. I, I'm sure that was something I would have talked about in the Hall of Fame part. Yeah. But now speaking to him specifically, like, that really bothered me because he was. He was trying to put over, you know, the conditioning of these superstars. They take the bumps and the booms and they have so, the muscles. <laughs> have you seen their tries? They're grown down here. Like, he's just, he loves it so much. Triple H's head is as big as his nose. <laughs> like, it's, it, I love now it. Now that he's shaved his head. Oh, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Your mustache, it looks, it looks like it's crazy, baby. It's like a whole new oh, character I created. Jesus Christ! They all here, baby. <laughs> we got a whole. We, everybody's here today, guys. Quiet down. But, I, but you were mentioning the crowd and everything, and I know you didn't like the NXT UK pay per view. I did, and it was. But lame. to me, I liked it because I like that style. But the crowd. All they cared about was chanting and fucking singing songs. Hey, 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 yeah, oh. it's like. Are you watching the fucking show, or are you there to get yourself over? I, I think that's ridiculous. It happens a little bit in NXT, but not as much as over right. there. And we haven't seen it as much at indie shows. I mean, people are still, you know, John with the wrestlers, right. and, you know, chanting, but it, I think it takes away from the product a lot, right. especially stuff like that where they're trying to be serious. Exactly. And, you know, something as serious as the Hall of Fame, you know, calm it down a little bit. Right. You know. Yeah. What other celebrities have there been? Well, you mentioned Ozzy. He was at Ozzie, WrestleMania exactly. 3. Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? I just, I just think of the SmackDown one because it's just, I cannot believe Ozzy Osbourne performed live on SmackDown. I think it was Ashley Mazzaro that introduced him. Played live, on, like I said, live on SmackDown with, I don't know what if it was his newfound band or if it was Zach Wilde's band, but he had Zach Wilde there. And they were playing songs from his new album, Black Rain. And yeah. I was 17. And to see Ozzy Osbourne be able, just on SmackDown. Like, that show has never been the flag bearer. I don't care who's on it. Raw is always Vince's baby. Oh, yeah. It always will be. But for that one moment, I remember thinking, like, holy shit. Like, Ozzy's never been on Raw. Like, performed. And After that, though, they, him and Sharon guest-hosted Raw. They did. Exactly. The exactly. So but it's, like... I couldn't understand a word he fucking said, but... I was Raw. <laughs> so they needed to put the microphone in his mouth. To right, understand he's, he's holding, you know, a hot pocket, thinking it's uh, the controller to his TV or something. <laughs> I think we like Yazzie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Hugh Jackman punched Dolph Ziggler when he I was a guest host. I that right over where, my head. Wearing a Zack Ryder headband, he which I too. thought was hilarious. Hugh Jackman. I don't even remember don't, what he was promoting. I don't either. Probably Real Steel. <laughs> that might have been, yeah, because that's the only other movie other than X Men. Yeah. And something else in here and there and in between and this and that. I don't know. <laughs> um, there's got to be other celebrities. I mean, there are other celebrities, but... But it's hard It's hard to th go back and think... Especially you know. to think of ones that... Okay, clearly we've talked about the ones that stick yeah. right out. But, like, Liberace, like, what did he What did he do for WrestleMania? Did that... Did he platform it anywhere else? I mean, they did... He did, like, promo videos for it that they played on MTV and, okay. you know, their TV and stuff. Most of those guys did. Muhammad Ali, too? I, I believe so. But they had, like, D. Snyder did some... That's and cool. ...stuff like that. Yeah, because with the MTV connection, That's a cool. lot of the VJs did it, you know, so... Well, we gotta go back to Trump for a second, because he... Not only, like, did he have that impact at WrestleMania 23, yeah. but he bought... Storyline. Did air quotes. No one can see that. <laughs> Eventually they will be. Eventually able to see it, you will be, folks. That might be an announcement right there. <laughs> he bought Monday Night Raw, which was cool because yeah. it was like, oh, you've never seen that before, and somebody like out 
you know, outed Vince McMahon. Like, that's so creative and different. He was part of what? WrestleMania 4 and 5, 3 and 4? 4 and 5. 4 and 5, you know, back-to-back WrestleManias in the Trump Plaza, Trump Tower, whatever the hell it's called. At one WrestleMania, Jesse Ventura, I think it was 2000. Yeah, it was 20, yeah. Not... Or yeah, WrestleMania twenty. Yes, and because Jesse Ventura had been inducted into the Hall of Fame the night before, yep. he interviewed Trump at ringside yep. in between matches. Yep. So, yeah, Trump has had a pretty pretty pivotal role. I mean, he's gone from and I have it, you know, kind of written down. WrestleMania four and five, twenty three. He owned Raw. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's a president of the world. <laughs> um, and he was whenever they were in Madison Square Garden, he was front row too. Right. Exactly. And so. not even for. TVs. He was there for house shows as exactly. well. Exactly. So. When I go on like a tangent about Trump, it's because I kind I have a different mindset of him of than like what people mostly think of him right now. Yeah. So I'm a little biased. I lean towards like in favor of him at times because I like I, I like him as like the persona of the the wrestling. And idea. and if you look so. at him and McMahon's personalities, you can see where those two would get along. Oh, absolutely. You know? Exactly. And. Stuff like that's good for business because that's another billionaire being able to back what you do if you want to do something crazy that might be able to have them incorporated. It's just so many different avenues you can you can do, which like buying Monday Night Raw, I thought that was so cool. You know, and he dropped commercial free Monday Night Raw, he dropped money from yep. the rafters, and it's just it was awesome. It was really cool. So I'll go off on a little bit of a tangent though. Since you're caught up on wrestling, oh yeah, what do you think of the lead up to WrestleMania so far? Where are you at on some of the okay? This is going to storyline. This may sound spotty because when I watch, give you guys an insight of why I don't get caught up on wrestling like I should be. One, I don't have the network, um, so I can't really stay up to date on pay per views or whatever stuff like that. And I don't have cable because I'm cheap. <laughs> Um, but, but he can buy Funkos and Legos, but that's besides the point. What? <laughs> Who? Huh? I gotta get groceries. <laughs> um, but my buddy here, the deadly one, puts... He, we go about, like, maybe a month or two in between before I get caught up and he'll, you know, put stuff on flash drives or, or catch me up in between and tell me what's going on. So I am caught up up to this, literally this past Monday and Friday. Actually, no, I'm not. I didn't watch this Friday's yet. Do know what I knew? It's a gauntlet match and stuff like that. So yeah. if we talk about it, so there you go. That's why I'm not caught up on some of the stuff. And then I binge watch it all at once, <laughs> which is awful because I don't remember anything. I don't retain shit. I, I watch it all and I don't retain it either. The so. only thing I do retain is my man, the almighty Bobby Lashley. And that's where we're going to start this. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is going in to WrestleMania, your and my and their Intercontinental Champion, and he is walking out your and mine and their Intercontinental Champion. That's going to happen at WrestleMania, 100%. It's going to happen. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seth Rollins is going to beat Brock Lesnar. I God, I hope so. Whoa! The, the whole the whole Brock Lesnar thing is over for me. I I don't think he's an attraction anymore. His he's, matches he's are not attractive. Set. He's not. You're right. <laughs> Neither is his daughter. But that's you his know. son. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come get me, Brock. I I just don't. I don't think they're getting any money out of him whatsoever. No. I've heard people say, oh well, he gets buy rates. I have not seen anybody post. Or anything that they care that Brock Lesnar is on a pay-per-view or that they're buying the pay-per-view because of Brock Lesnar. Right. I'm a huge Brock Lesnar fan, but even 
the lingering beast, I don't know what you want to call this character, it's outplayed. Like, I was on board with it for, like, the first half of however long it's been going on, because I thought that was cool. It's like, this dude, they're using him like that. They're treating him like, well, he's a hot commodity. He can do whatever he wants. He's a, you know... Vince can't even touch him. I thought that was cool. But now you're doing that with Ronda Rousey, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate her. Like, I don't like her at all. A like, lot of people do, uh, including uh, me. I, You know, when, when that segment at WrestleMania with her and The Rock where she, you know, she put the arm bar yep. on Stephanie and, you know, hip-tossed Triple H, I loved that. I thought that was great. But once she got introduced into the company, I was like, fuck, I don't care about this at all. I didn't like her at all. I'm, I soured on her. The day she was put in the Expendables 3 movie. Yeah. 100%. I don't care. Come at me, Internet. I know you're gonna. (laughs) I don't care if you're the baddest fucking bitch on the planet. I don't care. That doesn't mean you deserve to be in a movie with those guys. I'm not saying the younger UFC guys and MMA guys that were in there should be in there either. Because they're not the guys that are going to carry the torch for that genre of movie. That's where I'm going with this. Yep. Why are you not putting like the the young, fresh action people that are going to carry that genre type in there? I know we're getting kind of off the rails. No, that's fine with me. I like it. But you know what I mean, though. Like yeah, Ronda yeah. Rousey to me didn't did not. Most of those MMA guys didn't need to be in there. I didn't know who most of them were, but yeah. like her, I was like, this chick. Like, come on. Like, nothing against women. Like, I I know it's going to sound like that, but it's not. But women's UFC was barely a thing at that time. They were treating it like it was the greatest thing in the world. I loved those movies. Yeah. And I just felt like that was taking away from, like, the guys I grew up watching. Like, my guys. Like, you know, Sylvester Stallone and Jet Lee and stuff like that. Jason Do- Statham. Jason maybe. Statham and Dolph Lundgren. And, you know, I liked that. But I, so that's when I didn't like Ronda Rousey. I didn't care for her then. I didn't care for her when I found out my favorite fucking legend, Roddy Piper, endorsed her. Like, yeah. that kind of upset me. It's like, Piper... You have such better taste than that. <laughs> and then when I found out his son gave his fucking jacket to her. It's like... <sighs> and now she's she's using his logo and all that and stuff. Disrespecting and disrespecting the company that he fucking built. Does anyone not see irony in that? Of how, like, stupid this is? Yeah. And saying fuck the fans and I'm, you know... Piper would never stuff. say that. Are you? He would slap the taste right out of her mouth. Are you kidding me? I don't care if this is a... Uh, storyline or not. Like, even Piper, when he was a heel, never, like, shit on the fans like that. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't like it. He would shit on everybody else before he would shit on the fans. Seriously. Yep. I'm trying to think. Like, I, I just had a moment of, like, silence, because I'm trying to think of a time Piper ever, like, turned his back on the crowd. He never really did. He always made his beef with who he was having a fight with. Yep. And if he was doing Piper's Pit, he was playing to the crowd. He wasn't oh, really yeah. paying attention to who he was talking to. And you know when he did the the half black, half white against Bad News Brown, that wasn't to, like, disrespect the people. That was, like, to, like, people are going to go wild over this, yep. like, in a positive way. And I... I don't know because I wasn't alive at that time, so I don't really know if it if it worked like that. But I know when I saw that DVD as a kid, I was like, "That's so cool! Like this guy is so edgy. He's like, oh man." And he put the Michael Jackson glove on too, which yeah. was, you know, and so dancing awesome. and stuff. Yeah, so awesome. Like, so Ronda Rousey, I, I can't stand her. I don't like the, any of it. And they waited way too long to turn her heel. Oh yeah, the you crowd hated until, her a while. You back. waited until a month before WrestleMania to turn her heel. 
Yeah. I mean, you make her smile and wave to the crowd, and then two seconds later, she's got her bitch face, and she's a badass. No, you should have made her a fucking badass from the beginning. This match, to me, it's okay that it's a triple threat. Your main focus should have been Becky and Ronda with Charlotte getting all your heat. Because you know the crowd only wants Becky and Ronda. Yep. So Charlotte should be your main heel, your main antagonist, the one that's like, ha, look at me, I'm in this fucking match, I'm stealing both of your spotlights, I'm going to be, you know, with, with Ronda still being what the WWE wanted with her, but I, that, and that's where the blurred line is, I don't know if she really is just tired of being booed and is breaking that wall, I don't know that as a wrestling fan, I and, can't tell. Yeah, and like we've said, I can't, I mean, WWE lets some stuff slide, but I yes. just cannot let, see WWE letting slide, oh, fuck the fans, and I'm gonna fuck up this business, and you know, that you all love and stuff. it like that. Yeah, and even, letting that get out on social media. Even what I just watched, I don't know which Raw it was, this week or last week's, where she's saying, I, all you people that believe this charade, or whatever she said, are stupid, it's like... I know the fans now know it is a sh- it is a work. I mean, half the crowd does, half <laughs> the crowd doesn't. Um, but I still can't believe WWE would allow anyone to come out and officially say that yeah. on the network TV. Not so much like a, a ride along or a WWE twenty four seven show. Yeah, that's on your network. Yeah, but to say that on your broadcast flagship show and it's one thing to to do it in twitter with some of the stuff that becky lynch has done right but to kind of blur the lines but to just out and out say fuck the fans yeah is is, when i saw that i was like oh my god i can't wait to talk to dave about that because like i I, that's one of those things that's like yeah like that that's a fun topic to talk about because you don't know where that blurred line is and it it's like i'm expecting when when ronda comes out and does her promos and she's like yeah fuck you guys blah 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 i'm expecting triple h just come out and headbutt her yeah. Just because it's like, I want to, because, and that, perfect, I want to talk about Dana Brooke. She is hot as frig. <laughs> like, she looks really good. And, like, I like how they're using her. Yeah. Run with her. Yeah, the sympathetic, you know, character oh, yeah. and everything. And yeah, and she's put in time. Oh, she's yeah, She's put she in her time. And that was pissing me off when the crowd was chanting, who are you? Yeah. Because it's like, fuck you, man. Like, you, you're that asshole that watches it every week, that just goes to the show it buys the six beers and just gets drunk and just yells the stupid yeah, shit. It's, it's to try to get yourself over. Just and like, you know, I don't know if it was part of the script that she was supposed to say it, but in the, in it, she goes, and I am Dana Brooke, you know, wanting to fight you, blah, blah, blah. So she worded it in to be like, fuck you fan. I, I don't know if she did that purposely, but it was like timed pretty well yeah. in it. And but I like her. I think she's cool. They haven't done enough with her. No. She's gotten lost in the shuffle, and she should She really has. And uh, and you can tell she's worked on her body yeah. and worked on her in-ring ability because she was good, like decent in NXT. I didn't really watch her a lot right. until I started watching NXT and figuring out what it is. And then when she got called up, she was used a little bit because NXT was so fresh and they needed those women. But, yeah, once, like, Bailey and all them ran with it, she kind of got pushed to the back burner and then became the advocate for, you know, Titus Worldwide. And and I think it's dumb because you have three hours on Raw. Right. You, you don't need to just have main women storylines. You can have matches that right. just are matches to watch NXT. Some of that, yeah, they have storylines, but it's about the match. You know what right. I mean? I mean, yeah, in the Attitude Era, every, everybody had a storyline. But you can also just have matches to have matches and let exactly. her shine that way as well. Exactly. You know, just like... That. We're, I, right, you know, 
Just like they did with Shelton Benjamin. Yep. When he ran out and did uh, beat up Seth Rollins and then, ooh, prompt to match, I was like, what the fuck, Shelton Benjamin, dude? I thought they let you go again. Yep. And here he is, like, on Monday Night Raw. Like, okay, my thoughts are, if Lesnar loses at Mania, Paul Heyman's always going to be with WWE. Like, they can't lose him because if he goes to AEW, you're fucked in that regard, too, yep. because he'll make someone there a star. You don't want that, WWE. Like, so, and then as soon as that was over, I went right on YouTube and, or no, actually, I didn't go on YouTube to look up videos specifically of that, but I was on YouTube and I was looking up wrestling stuff and a video popped up of during the commercial yep. for that. And I was like, all this is making sense. Like, make him the new Heyman guy. He's not somebody that talks real well. He's somebody that looks pretty decent. He's somebody that's got credentials. He's... Connected to Brock Lesnar, so it makes sense why Heyman would do it. And to me, I would say, since they're not using the B-team anymore, you turn them heel again. Curtis Axel wasn't originally a Heyman guy at right. one point anyways. That was so awesome. So you've, you get put Shelton Benjamin in, you've got starting a faction. Right. You know? And Perfectly Heyman gold. And the mouthpiece. Perfectly gold. Yep. That's your name. Perfectly gold. Because <laughs> gold standard and Mr. Perfect and Kid Perfect and Shelton's mama and... There's a there's a brick in her purse and she's got long nails and she wears moo's and her hair's and, up and Viscera wants to bang her and he's the world's largest love machine in the in the world's largest pajamas and he had a mohawk he knocked Lillian Garcia off the ring ropes that was Charlie Haas I got confused I just went off the rails <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear that back <laughs> um, Do you like Kevin Owens as a babyface Is he I think – I guess he's kind of a tweener, but it seems a what? Like it's kind of like they're what pushing – What is that? It's kind of like they're pushing him as a baby face, I guess. Um, I like Kevin Owens regardless. Right. Uh, whatever you do with him, I'm going to enjoy him because his in-ring ability doesn't ever change. Yeah. And I love his wrestling style that I don't even know that in-your-face, brash – hard-hitting, Ron Simmons choke-slamming Mikey Ripwreck because we just watched that video for the first time last <laughs> night to the mat kind of wrestling. Yep. And I, I can't believe they let him do the, the powerbomb to the outside of the ring. Just because it, it seems like a move that could go wrong. Especially if you're so worried about concussions and things like that. A move like that could go wrong where their head's going to snap and they're going to Yeah, exactly. I don't... What are they doing right now with him? Is he in the title picture still? I don't think so. I think they're mainly going to go with Kofi Kingston on it. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what... Because where I am right now in the SmackDown I watched... or I think I just finished the SmackDown. I, I don't think Kevin Owens was on it at all. They've been doing like where he's sympathetic to Kofi. Like saying, you know... He said, right. he said in his promo... I'm like, sorry. But he's condescending about it. Like, oh, I'm sorry that... You know your spot was taken, but hey, it was me. Right. <laughs> it's like uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I like him, but it's it's odd. It it's not him. I want to see him being an asshole and, and a crybaby. Yeah. I want to see him throwing ten, temper tantrum, saying I deserve this. I want this. But to segue into something awesome, you got Batista for that. Yep. Which, for the love of Pete, out of context, give me what I want. You know what I want. Give it to me. Give me it. Give me what I want. If I didn't know wrestling and that was building up to a match, I'd think, what is this gay porn? (laughs) What is this? Like, what am I watching? Drax is going insane. What the hell is going on? It just was. And then you got Triple H. You want it. You want this. You want it. It's like, can you guys say you want a match? Just say, oh, you want a match with me at Mania? Like, why do you have to word it like that? Yep. Like, 
I'm expecting Chuck and Billy to pop out and Rico to dance around the ring and just for me to be like, I'm out. And Eric Bischoff is an old man. Oh, I pray. Three minute warning. <laughs> Check that out. That was a cool, like, little, you know, segment. You know, yep. that was like first gay marriage on, you know, ever in wrestling. <laughs> Which rumors there, there might be a Mandy. Sonya Deville love storyline going well, Sandy, on. Sonya Deville is is gay, right? So, and they know. do, you know, they're cl- but it's like, do you need to though? I was thinking about it the other day with how they're getting edgy and they're going to these storylines right. and stuff. Bruno San Martino says, "I won't go into the Hall of Fame unless you stop this kind of stuff." He died last year, and now we're getting edgy again. It's like, okay, we'll stop it until Bruno's gone, and then, fuck it, let's just do it anyways. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's intentional, but it's the way you can look at timing. it... timing. They're putting the pedal to the metal on this stuff on a lot of it, and yep. it's he only died a year ago. It, it right. seems a little, you know... That's I mean, true. I like no, it. That's a good point. I never really thought about yeah. that. I mean, I, li- I like it getting edgy. It's Yeah, because it, it changes it up again. It was so watered down for so long, we, we were just watching it out of habit. You know what I, I mean? I still watch it... Well, I don't want to say I watch it out of habit. I always will watch it. Right. Because it is a habit. But I don't watch it because I have nothing else to do and I'm <laughs> bored out of habit. But yeah, it was stale for a while because it was... If you didn't have like CM Punk on your screen, what else was going on? You know, I'm not... I don't know if you meant like that time period. Right. I don't remember a lot from when Punk was there other than Punk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember a whole lot. So yeah, to... To have it be that kind of like, oh, wow, like women are, you know, there's more than one women's match on Raw now, and they're decent. Like, Beth Phoenix coming back was cool. Yeah. That's cool that they're going to gonna be those two against Bailey and... I, I would imagine. I mean, I think they're they're waiting right up until the last minute on these Raw and SmackDowns to, yeah, to, to build I think anticipation. That's cool. Beth Phoenix, I, I thought, I didn't know you really even were retired. I just figured, just put it on hiatus. Right. Um, Natalia... You should be doing something. You've been there long enough. And it's not like you're going back to Lita and Trish, you know, no, stuff like that. You know what I right, mean? Right, you fresh. are changing it up. Yeah. Exactly. It's a new legend, a new face that a new crowd has yet to really experience. And I would like to see them use some old footage of Beth Phoenix and Natalia tagging together when they were doing their right. you know, their feud with... I'd like to see them show footage of Beth Phoenix debut and get her face broken and then be gone for like three years. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Do you remember that? Yeah. I want to talk about the Triple H and Batista okay. again, though. I'm excited for this match. I We talked about this last night. I am really excited for this match because their first and last... No, not their last. I don't know. I can't. It's been a long... Well, the last match anybody really thinks of is WrestleMania 21. Right. When Triple H lost the world title to Batista. I'm so... I love that match. I had no clue who Batista was, really, because that was like... When I first started getting back into wrestling, I probably started maybe a month prior to that. Right. And I had no clue who Batista was. I had no clue who all these people were, but Triple H was always my guy. But he was such the perfect heel to lose to somebody that was such a perfect good guy. Yep. And I was so on board with it and all this, this, and that. I've never been a huge Batista fan. Uh, when At that moment, I was because I was like, oh, this is just so cool. But then once... Once they started teaming him up, not teaming him up with Ray, but like during that time when he was a face like that, yep. I didn't really care for him because it was like, he's just a meathead that you guys are using and he looks good and he can pander to the crowd. When he turned heel and like said, fuck the crowd, I was like, yeah, that's my Batista. 
That's my Batista. I always wanted him to go back to his original music when he was healed. The, yep. the real hard. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. Because yep. it's like that's, but he is the freaking, he's the beast. And then when he came back in 2014, yeah. Blue Tista yeah. Yeah, was okay, but it was bad timing. Yep. The wrong timing for People his People wanted Daniel Bryan. Yep. They did not want Nothing Batista. against Batista. The crowd loves him. They, they're chanting for him like crazy. Yep. Um, just bad timing. But now, oh, it's so cool. Like, I, I can't wait. Um, the ho- No Holds Barred. You know it's not going to be a five-star match because Triple H, as much as I love him, he can't go the distance. And, and you know, to be honest... I like Triple H like this, where they make it personal, and yeah. he does those promos where he gets fired up, right. and you can see it. The where are you, Dave? Out. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, he did the same stuff with Orton after Orton, oh, like DDT Stephanie, it. and you know, no, I don't. I don't mean the match is going to be that bad. Oh, I'm just, no. I'm just saying the way they build it up. Oh no! It's no holds barred, so he can get, you know, he can do weird shit in this one. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they fucked up. WrestleMania 25, they had an awesome setup. Home invasion, thrown through glass windows, DD to the wife, you kiss her, you handcuff her, you're kicking the McMahons. Triple H, his face, oh, I'm so mad, I'm gonna fucking blow my O ring out. He was so mad. <laughs> and then your your WrestleMania match was a dead fish on the dry ground. But then you had a cool match at Extreme Rules. I remember you didn't see it yet. I had bought it on DVD when it came out. And you, me, and Mike Ballard were at your house. I brought it over. And when I had watched it already, and when he busted his collarbone, I remember like you and Mike were like, oh, man. I yep. was like, oh, God, isn't it disgusting? <laughs> like, you could just see it. And yep. it was just, it, it was, that was your WrestleMania match right there. Yep. And, you know? And, yeah. But Triple H was a champ at Mania, and he walked out the champ at Mania. Just saying, you know. <laughs> Undertaker can, no, he can say that. Fuck. <laughs> oh. No, but I, th- I think for the small amount of time that they built this up, I think yeah. it's, it's gone really well. Yeah, it's, and it's the crowd is accepting it for it being done out of nowhere. And Batista's been gone since 2014, really, so mm-hmm. it, it does make it really fresh and different. Yep. So, and it was cool to have him because like it's fresh in my mind, and they should use the video clip of when they did the SmackDown a thousand. Yep, and he's like, "You never beat me," and it's like, ah, there it is. That's the that's really the setup. See, and I think a lot of it is is because they have so much TV to produce that they don't think of those things. You know what I mean? That They just get so wrapped up in yeah. the here and now that they don't, oh, we have that stuff. We have, you know, like, like when Punk was saying, you know, when he went into that feud with Randy Orton, don't you guys remember a year and a half ago when he, you know, made it so I couldn't defend my title? Right. You know what I mean? Like you guys can't even remember a year exactly. and a half ago? Exactly. You know? Like you, the modern WWE crowd will think – Triple H only fought Taker twice at yeah. Mania. Yep. Change my mind. They'll <laughs> ne- unless you go back and you do your history. WrestleMania 17, Triple H, Undertaker for the first time at WrestleMania. There it is, American Badass version. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the American yep. Badass against Triple H. That was your very first WrestleMania, and they never in the two feuds that are back to back, they never once fucking mention that, and I don't understand how you don't mention that. Yeah. And Even make- as Triple H, I don't care about your writing. I don't care about your creative. Triple H and Taker, you are the creative in that match. How do you not? Uh, how do you not say, "Hey, uh, uh, Mark, Paul, whatever, whoever's talking, whoever, whoever's voice this is." <laughs> 
we got to talk about WrestleMania 17. Like, how do you not say that? Yep. So weird to me. So weird. Yeah, they, they forget that stuff a lot, and I, I don't understand. There's tons of stuff, and we're constantly saying, like, oh, how do they not reference that? And I, of course, now that you're on the spot and you're thinking of it, you can't. But I'm sure at some point. What other matches are going into So media? what do you think about where they're going with the Kofi Kingston underdog, underdog situation? I'm okay with it. I, I don't mind it. I hate Kofi Kingston. Like <laughs> I think it mirrors the whole Daniel Bryan underdog thing way too much. After Vince said, mentioned Daniel Bryan and compared it to that, yes. Up to that point, no. It it did the, the underdog thing, but it was like... But now they're just piling it on, and it, it right. you know, just like they did with him, you know what I well, mean? Well, because like the difference for me is like when they did it with Daniel Bryan, you knew when Daniel Bryan walked into that company, that guy's gonna be your champion at some point, someday, at time. Like they didn't just get him out of Ring of Honor because he was a guy. He was the guy that could do the best of seven series matches for the title and go the distance with Samoa Joe and Austin Aries. And Nigel McGinn, like all that shit, yeah. like you. That's why they hired him back. You don't fire a guy for necktie violence and shit <laughs> like that, and then hire him back because the crowd wanted him. That's why you hired him back. You knew, you knew. And but with Kobe Kingston, you, if he wins the WWE Championship, fuck you. I would never have ever believed in my life that he would be the first ever African American WWE Champion. Never in my fucking life. That's the difference to me. Kofi Kingston is the true underdog. Yeah. They played Daniel Bryan as a underdog. Yeah, I, I totally is that agree okay? with that. Is that yeah. fair to yeah. say? Yeah, yeah okay. I agree with that. But up till Vince compared it, I didn't look at it like that. Right. Once Vince said, oh, I was in the back with, with a champion, Daniel Bryan. And he said, you're nothing but a B-plus player. I was like, oh, my God. Why do we have to compare that? Like, why can't it just be Vince, you're a racist? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you are. No, not really. I mean, people said that, unfortunately. Right. And yep. honestly, when he first came out and told Kofi, he's like, you're not you're not worthy of it or something. I'm like, oh, my God, is this the storyline? Are they going to go Vince and, and doesn't want a And the New Day are playing champ? it like that. You know, the, the other two are kind of playing it like that. Like, this company is racist without yes. saying it. Exactly. You know? And it's kind of a cool because it's like. That's breaking that fourth wall because it is. It's all over, like, the dirt sheets or to, whatever. To be know. honest, I would have Mark Henry make an appearance and say, look at how long it took for you to make me world heavyweight champion. Booker T, you should just have yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah. Just as a backing to be like, wow, this is like... I mean, you can make it about that, but not make it about it at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Have Ron Simmons. I was the first black WCW champion, and look what you did with me. You put me in a gladiator outfit. And then made me part of the Nation of Domination. And then just, damn! Yep. Yeah, you made me a comedy oh, character at the end of my career. And then, just because I'm, I'm it's spitballing. And then when Ron Simmons is done bitching, you can have JBL come in. Oh <laughs> and beat up the Blue Meanie. No, you just have JBL just come in and be like, damn! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what we do here, folks. We have fun. Um... But no, yeah, you could. You could totally do something cool like that. And then you could have Teddy Long come in and just stand there. And and, and show footage of them disrespecting Teddy Long when he was general manager exactly. for under John Laurinaitis. Stuff exactly. like that. There's so many possibilities. It's ridiculous. WWE, do you hear us? Do you hear us right now? I'll work for free. Just let me <laughs> hang out with Bruce Pritchard. Let me have one sit down with Bruce Pritchard. And I swear our ideas are yours. They are yours. Yeah, okay, we got stuff we're definitely cutting out, so we got plenty of time. 
so yeah, now you know we we uh, WrestleMania. I'm excited for WrestleMania. There's gonna be a lot going into it. Um, the Kurt Angle thing, of course, we got to talk about that. Um, nothing against Corbin because you know I'm 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 I don't hate on him. Right. If he left, I wouldn't miss him. <laughs> but I think a lot of people feel that the way. The role he has, I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I think I it's a great enjoy character. That. I do. I've always enjoyed... I say corporate, but he's not working with the corporation or whatever you want to categorize it. But he's still playing up as a company man. Yeah, he's an ass kisser. Yeah. And I like that. And he's not chicken shit either, though. Like, no, he's... Like, oh, you want to rile me up Apollo Crews and get a match out of me? All right, you got it. So I like that, Um, but... Totally not worthy of Kurt Angle at Mania. I think Drew McIntyre is way more worthy. That would have been way cooler. Yep. That would have been way cooler. Or bring back his black son, Jason Jordan. <laughs> I think they should have Bobby Roode. Yeah. Or Mania. even you got AJ Styles against Randy Orton. Put AJ Styles in that. Yep. You're using TNA footage on your fucking network. Well, that's why I Use say some Bobby Roode. Yeah. I'm, Samoa Joe. Let yep. Kurt Angle say, I want to go for the U.S. title. And win that and retire with that. Because even if he retires without it, you're not going to be like, oh, well, that's a disappointment. It's And he loses. I don't know if he'll win or lose. Because um, it's not like Ric Flair where you are like, oh, okay, if he, if he loses, he's going to retire. Like, you knew he was going to lose. So yeah. you knew he was going to retire. This, you're going into it, okay, he is retiring. I'm assuming he's going to win. Cause or they're going to put... Corbin over because they're fucking dumb. Which, but, oh know. my lord, how would you do that? Like, why would you do that? But there is talk that they're going to pull Corbin out and it's going to be replaced with John Cena. So. Which they... How long has that talk been going on for? Just to, about a week or so, really. I was going to say, because it seems like it's been played up on those last two Raws, or last one Raw, actually, where the crowd's like, we want Cena, yeah. or Cena, 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 and Corbin's like, you're not getting him, you're getting me! Bah, 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 bah. You could sway it, and it could make for a fun angle of, like, John Cena. The typical, oh, John Cena gets handed everything. Okay, you could actually play that up to this match. Just say, hey, I haven't been on TV in a while. Can I have this match? But I'd rather see him in this spot than Corbin. As oh, far yeah. as it being, you know, Kurt Angle's, you know, Last retirement match. match exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure Kurt Angle's probably not thrilled that it's Corbin. I mean, it's Kurt Angle. You know, or even, you know what? Throw Jarrett in there. That'd be fun. You got that real life dynamic. He could, yep. you know, again, TNA could say, because you know, of that. He could say, "You stole my wife," you know, stuff Karen like that. Karen Jarrett was sitting at a Monday Night Raw behind the or a pay per view. I think no, it, it, yeah, it was one of the pay per views. It might have been, I don't know, it might have been SmackDown actually because they don't have the ring announcers behind the next to the ring. It must have been a SmackDown, but it was one hundred percent Karen Jarrett with, I'm assuming Kurt Angle's son. Sitting there in the the crowd, like two rows behind the announcers, and I know it was her because that face is distinguishable, <laughs> and she's on her phone like this, like like trying not to be noticed, but trying to get noticed. And the kid, I, I'm 100% sure it's Kurt Angle's son because it looks just like yeah. Kurt Angle's son. But it's like, yeah, you could be like, all right, the bitch is obviously there, like, but yeah, you could, and I don't understand why you couldn't. Maybe not acknowledge TNA and and show all their history, right? But say, you know. These guys, you know, two Hall of Famers were in another company together and had one hell of a rivalry, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you acknowledge that Daniel Bryan's been all over the world. Samoa Joe's been all over the world. You don't have to say the name of the damn company, but you can allude that those two had a feud at one right, point. Which I don't understand. I just watched the WWE 24-7 DVD, actually maybe like a week or two ago, and they do a Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy Woken 
And extra. You, I know you love this whole thing, which I is great. I do. I love it. And they go all out with TNA in that fucking that one segment. It, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. I mean, not specifically what they talk about is awesome with the drug abuse during that time and stuff. That's unfortunate, yeah. But it's so cool that WWE is going to acknowledge that, um, that that company existed, because they don't, and that they're going to promote it almost. Yeah. I mean, not promote it and say, hey, go check it out because our guys, are, you know, we're, people are in there now. But if people didn't know what TNA was or didn't realize where the Woken Matt Hardy came from or didn't realize... Oh, AJ Styles like was in TNA. You can now go find that video library. Go check it out. Go check out TNA and, and Matt Hardy and all that. But it was just so cool to see Sting do an interview and talk about TNA and talk about his thoughts on wrestling. Well, wrestling Jeff Hardy that night when he was all messed up. And you, you literally, they show the footage of like how the TNA cameras are up on the crane and then it. Boom, swoops down the way it does on the entrance. And you hear Mike Tanay and Taz going, Oh, welcome to TNA Genesis! and Or whatever that pay-per-view was yeah, called. Was, yeah. And it's just like, am I watching a TNA pay-per-view on a <laughs> WWE product? It's a new day. It's, I mean, you've got so many people in WWE from TNA. And I'm not just saying, like, uh, AJ Styles. But, I mean, you've got Ron Killings, R-Truth, who is a two-time... NWA World Heavyweight Champion, like two times, two fucking times. You've got Rhino who was in TNA. You've got your Jeff Jarrett, Xavier uh, Woods, Xavier Woods, um, Consequences Creed. Yep. You know, oh god, I just had someone on my mind. Uh, they'll come back to me. But you got Bobby Roode. Bobby Lashley was in TNA. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Eric Young. Unfortunately, like none of the women. Really, that I am familiar with. Uh, Rosita. Yeah. Selena Vega. Yep. Um, there you go. She's gotten a pretty good, like, spotlight being with Andrade Cien Almas. Well, they're just calling him Andrade. But now, now that I finally know his full name, I'm always <laughs> saying, you know, when I'm sitting here watching SmackDown, and they're like, oh, Rey Mysterio versus all, or Andrade, or whatever. Like, Andrade Cien Almas. I'm surprised they're going with him. Like, I did not think he was going to go anywhere Yeah, I didn't think either. Um, I, he's still not really for me, but you just have so many TNA guys in WWE. I mean, Sting, Samoa Joe, like, yes, those guys, but there's... There's other like little names that I'm overlooking. Well, even Roderick Strong was in TNA. Right, for a Roderick while. Strong. Um, you had Austin Aries. Even Punk was in TNA for a while. For a little not, bit. I mean, not that they're going to mention Punk, but still. But still, you know. Mickey James. Yep. Yeah, um, she she had a really good run. Yeah. Sting. Did I just say him already? Yeah, and you've got you got Robbie E in NXT now. There you go. You know. Jeremy Borash. Yep. Abyss. Abyss is it? Yeah. Abyss. Yep. If a, I swear if. If Abyss is only in the backstage and that's it, that's all he does, why? Why did you come to WWE? What are you fulfilling? I think an Andre the Giant Battle Royal appearance as Abyss, a one-time only thing, would be fucking amazing. Abyss, if, if you don't know who Abyss is, let's fill you in on this. He is legit the better version of Kane. Like, monster-wise and what he was... Oh, yeah. What he did. Yeah. That gimmick. Like... And having James Mitchell as his mouthpiece was totally I, perfect. Paul Heyman, or not Paul Heyman, Paul Bearer with Kane was awesome. 
But when you saw James Mitchell with Abyss, you were like, holy fuck, what am I in for? Like, this guy's a... Kane was a monster because he was huge. Abyss is a monster because he's a monster. He was brutal and, yeah, uncaring. We've and, seen yeah. him wrestle live. And I nothing jumps out to me like broken glass or anything, but he, just to see that physical monster come out in the 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 his garb, the the scarred up arms, yep. the girth of him, the way he lurks like a like a like a Frankenstein when he's got the friendliest guy, yeah, one of the friendliest guys you'd ever meet. But when he's got the mask on and he's got his hair down and you only see just the one eye and that. <laughs> He's a whole nother freak. And the Monster Balls matches he's had with Judas Macias, Raven, Rhino, Jeff Hardy, all those guys in TNA. I'm I'm sure there's other guys I can't even think of right now. But Abyss. The feud he had with Sting where they went into the backstory of how James Mitchell was his father. His father. And all that stuff. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Even when they turned Abyss... When Hogan came in and Hogan didn't want him to be the monster abyss, he wanted him to be like, you got to get your shit together. Like, that was fun because you saw, like, when Mick Foley had different personas, you saw abyss is, like, schizophrenic as well then. And and I love the Joseph Park character. Yep. I thought that was really great, Creative. too. And yep. you did, you went different with it. Like, you ran with it with aces and eights. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of abyss that is just awesome. Like, he is one of the TNA originals that finally okay he is in wwe there's only like a handful that i want that i can think of that it's like fuck i wish you guys were here like, i i wish the briscoes had made it to WWE. they turned it down a lot though. i know they've turned it down a lot but they seem like i think they seem like a uh a team that would do well they wouldn't get overbooked you know I think, especially in nxt yeah especially your nxt crowd would eat them up Shit, who were we just... I Talking had, about Abyss. Yeah, but I had someone in my mind. On my mind. <laughs> oh, the two people that I think that jump out to me, like TNA Originals, that I would like to see in WWE, James Storm come back. Oh, without a doubt. And Christopher Daniels. Yeah, Daniels Christopher Daniels is always, there. always, and will always be one of my favorites. Excuse me, those triple threat matches with him, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles, the one-on-one -on -one matches between... Him, Samoa Giles, Samoa Giles, <laughs> Samoa Giles, <laughs> you heard it first here, Samoa Giles is the next big superstar. He, to he's, he's the only other Samoan that's not part of the family. Exactly, and <laughs> let me tell you, he is the phenomenal two. <laughs> yes, Dion Neon. Turbo ain't nothing compared to that. Samoa Giles. Samoa Giles. Get out of here first. The Samoan phenomenal Twitter machine. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, now we're we're kind of we'll come we'll kind of slow it down a little bit. We're kind of running over the hour mark, but I definitely I want to plug the rest. We went to a wrestling show last night. Dave and I did, and he uh, he bought a merch table to, to try to sell some of his memorabilia, which you can look for and buy stuff at Dragon... What is it? You go ahead and you plug Dragonfire Collectibles. Yeah, there you go. Check that stuff out. It's on YouTube and where else? It's on... I do have a Facebook. Not, not YouTube. I'm sorry. Facebook. Yeah, I have not. Facebook for it. Yeah. Go ahead and check out some of that stuff and buy some stuff. It's all sorts of, you know, wrestling cards with autographs and all sorts of other stuff. Is that right that I'm plugging yeah. you right now? Yeah. I just well, said I'm well, plugging a guy. The way you said it, I don't not so much. But. How you doing? <laughs> um, but we were, you know, he was trying to sell some stuff. I sold a little bit of stuff. I ended up giving him my money because I bought some stuff from him. So it was a good deal. <laughs> um, 
But we were at a wrestling show, the XWA. The Extreme Wrestling Alliance. Which was run by Jerry... Jerry Idol. Idol, that's right. I was trying to remember his last name. So there's a plug. He said we could plug... Jeez, that, why is that the word, plug? <laughs> I don't want to say we were told we could plug him on our show. <laughs> um, th- well, that's a plug. There you go. Um, but yeah, we were at a wrestling show last night. We are talking about wrestling. Might as well, you know, give like a weekly update or, you know, current event. Yeah. It was a pretty good show. Um, from my understanding, it was their first... In New York. In New York. Yeah. I was corrected by that earlier by a one Mr. Man. Who was one of the big highlights of the show, without a doubt. Seriously, he really was, and we're not just trying to kiss ass. He's a draw. Yep. I, he I, is, without a doubt. Especially in this area. Seriously. Um, and we have a cool little announcement that we'll be doing you know, relatively soon, and we just kind of want to thank him right now for participating. Yes, definitely. Um. Awesome. Can't wait to share that with the, the rest of our fans. Or Hopefully our... he'll be a guest on the show at some yep. point in the future yep. as well. Because he was, we talked to him a little bit last night, and he was he was game for, for what we were asking and talking about. Um, the show was, was decent. Yeah, I, re- I enjoyed it. I can't believe RoboCop 2.0. What was his name again? <laughs> Shockwave the Robot. Shockwave the Robot. Ladies and gentlemen, he was at the very first wrestling show I went to. I don't know if it's the same guy. But same concept, Shockwave. I'm going to find a picture. I have it. For, I took out of a Polaroid of this guy at this show. I'll see if I can find it. And once we do video and stuff, just we'll bring this up again and we'll just compare what he looked like. Because he had long hair. I don't know why a robot would have hair. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's the wires coming out. That, okay, Cyrax. <laughs> um, that was okay. The matches were were slow paced, but you know they're looking for their footing or their audience or whatever. Christina Marie definitely did a really good job. Yeah, in the she was over. Match. I didn't know she was the hometown favorite, but that was pretty cool. Andrew Anderson was there. I won't lie, I've never watched a single one of his matches. I know Me who neither. the guy is. Never watched a single match of him. I'm not gonna run him down. We don't know him from nothing. I was I enjoyed what I saw him last night because yeah, seemed I thought like his match kinda, was entertaining. Yeah, it really was. He had a cool. Uh, personality. I, I, I don't even know if personality, just presence, like just big brooding. To me, he screamed old school '80s heel. Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, and I, I mentioned him because he was in the movie The Wrestler. I don't remember him in that specifically. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Um, no, me neither. I, it's one of my favorites. It really is because it's just a, it's a good movie. Yeah. And Mickey Rourke, we talked about him earlier. Yep. Might as well say him again. Um. Our truth was in that movie. Mentioned him earlier. Ernest the Cat Miller was in it. Ernest as well. the Cat Miller was in it. One, and since we're t- I just mentioned my first ever show, which was at the Fun Spot, where I met my first ever wrestler. Yep. Go figure. Adirondack Wrestling. I don't even think it's around anymore. <laughs> um, Sandman and Just Incredible were supposed to be there. Keyword were supposed to. <laughs> Petey Williams showed up. The Canadian Destroyer dropped the maple. Uh, the what is that? What his move was called? The Canadian Destroyer. He was the Maple yeah. Leaf Muscle. Yep. That's what it was. He dropped that move. Which seeing that in person, it's like, how did you do that? Really cool. Shoot, I f- Andrew Anderson. Were you going with him or were you? No, the wrestler. Oh, okay. that's what it was. The movie, the wrestler. Um, there was a tag team at the first show. Was at Men on a Mission, and I don't know if they were in the movie, but one of them was. I don't know if both of them was, but one of them was. And the one that I can't think if he was or wasn't in the movie came up to me because I was sitting right ringside. He looked like Bill DeMott, you know, and Bill DeMott's never been in shape. I mean, unless you think of bowling balls as shape. 
And this guy comes up to me, you know, all build the mot like, and he's like, ah, I'm flexing right now, by the way, and it ain't much. <laughs> and uh, he goes, that's the biggest arm you ever seen, ain't it? And I just looked at him and I go, ah, no. <laughs> and it wasn't. I got yelled at for taking pictures of uh, uh, the girls because they were like, you don't take pictures of us because they were heels. Yada, yada, yada. Right. But uh, Andrew Anderson, he was in Gotham. Yep, which, which Dave, we talked about last night, which, which is awesome. Right, we'll, 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 we'll get in topic of that at some other point, Gotham. Dave just started watching it. He's enjoying it, which is, I knew he would. I am enjoying it. I knew he would. But uh, Andrew Anderson was in Gotham, season two, as one of the, the terrible tweeds. And if anybody is listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to say any more for Dave, because it's a <laughs> spoiler. Or not a spoiler, but... I'm trying to catch up, I swear. He's, he does swear. He's <laughs> potty mouth. I am. Um, quite foul mouth. Not quite Jim Cornette level, but... Motherfucker! <laughs> um, other than that, the wrestling show, Dave, what did you think of it? I thought it was good. I mean, we like independent wrestling, yes. so it's... I mean, we went in with no expectations whatsoever, yep. and I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was good, especially yep. for their first show in the area. It was a good venue. The yep. crowd was actually really into it. Yep. And the matches were solid. I mean... As, um, some of them. I mean, some of them weren't as good. Right. I mean, the shockwave thing was kind of ha-ha. It, it was slow. Yeah. But, I mean, of course, Andrew Anderson had the best line of the night, calling him one of the you got to set it up. you got to set this joke up. He's Now, if you don't know who the guy is, he looks big Southern. So, to me, it's already funny after he says it, because it's just like, that's a Southern guy saying that. Big shit brick house of a man. Long, semi-long, bleach blonde hair with... A dyed goatee, pretty yeah. much. Coming out to the ring, he's a heel. There is a guy standing front row wearing an American... A patriot mask. A patriot mask. With a Texas shirt on. Yup. And a leather jacket. All red, white, and blue, except for the leather jacket. That was black. So he's very American, right? He's trying to be very American. Now, Andrew Anderson comes out, and he starts cutting him down, and he says to him... You you got a American mask on and you got a Texan shirt and what does he say, Dave? You look like you must be a pimply faced Chinaman. Right. And that crowd was like, oh, and I was too. I laughed. I thought that was so funny. In this day and age, to call somebody a pimply faced Chinaman is hysterical. But in a show like that is pretty much the only place you can get away with that at this point. Bullshit. I'll go to. I'll go to Old China Buffet and say, give me one order of pimply face Chinaman with some You might not want to eat it after that. But oh, I'm, I'm not going to eat it at all. <laughs> but I'm going to say it. I went into the old, um, whatever, Nine Dragons. I went in there one time wearing a, a Super Mario shirt, and it was all written in Chinese or Japanese or something. That was the only time in my life I ever thought, please, God, don't let this be offensive. <laughs> That's the only time in my life. <laughs> but yeah, the show... They got another one coming up when? May 11th. At same building, the Schenectady YMCA. Yep. And hopefully I'll be doing a merchandise table there. Yep. Um, I, I will hopefully be there with him because that same day is um, a toying around event. I will plug that in the comic part of the show. All right. I like Leave it. that separate. Um, um, I thought the show was really good. Mr. Man was definitely the highlight. Yeah, Mr. Man was, was fun. The crowd was into it. Uh, like I said, we both sold a little bit of stuff, so it... It wasn't a, you know, sh you know, not nothing worth it. Even if we didn't sell anything, it still would have been fun to have done that. But their next show, 
I forgot somebody they announced for a match that Christina, I think, again, they announced her. Oh, uh, Carissa Rivera, who that's wrestled right, at NXT right. a little bit. She's going to be wrestling. if, I know we talked about him in our one of our other shows, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, but if you're a wrestling fan, they did say that there will be a live barbershop interview. That, that comes to us from Scott Wilder, who does a lot of promotions yep. in the area, which is a real nice guy. They even said it over the... Loudspeakers. So. Shows you how much I pay attention. Well, they were so fucking loud. It was like <laughs> reverberating off the floor, and I was picking up the, the letters as they were coming in, and I was piecing the sentences together. Check them out. Yeah. It was a pretty good it was show. A, it was a good show, yeah. And support your boys, us, because if we're there, come up and say hi. If you don't say hi, whatever. Tell us what you think about the podcast. If you hate it, if you love it. Exactly. We'd like to hear about it either way. Exactly. And I think, honestly, I think that brings us to the end of, you know, the... Part one yeah, of the, the Comic Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Comic Wrestling Podcast featuring the podcast Tag Team Champions of the World, Ace Williams and Deadly Dave. Make sure to search for us on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, and hit the bell for notifications on all our upcoming content. We will soon have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but as of now, you can leave comments and questions at comicwrestlecast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. What would you like to hear us talk about? What you don't want to hear us talk about? We welcome all feedback and comments. Thank you once again for listening to the Comic Wrestling Podcast.